Hi, I recently purchased the grab bag, which is an as seen on TV product. And this is two bags. They're reusable shopping bags and they're supposed to clip right to the shopping cart and make it simple for you to be able to just take your groceries from the store to the car. Earbuds and earworms, and I am Amy. That's so random, Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, man of randomness, man of many grab bags. Sure. Except that sounds like lewd and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, You're not grabby. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't think a good nickname on the on the fly this time. So sue me, you know. Whatever. Uh, They're well, not, they can't all be winners. <laughs> if you're gonna have a nickname every single week, there's gonna be some rat feces in there. <laughs> Mitchell Rat Feces Manly. Mitchell Rat Feces Manly. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So this week, um, I think we decided, like, even before recording last week's show, mm-hmm. that this was going to be a grab bag. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, I had a pretty busy week kind of getting some errands caught up and that kind of thing. So I figured something easy. And, you know, we've we've been a little bit into the new year so far. So mm-hmm. kind of see what people are, are digging into and what's getting them through their days. And it's been at least, like... 20 shows since we've had like a grab bag it feels like yeah i think that's about right it's been a couple months yeah and you know we can't always hit every single theme and everybody's got like something in their back pocket that they want to bring at some point so i figure yeah seemed like a good idea and of course like my brain is filled with cheese today (laughs) so it's filled with cheese it is filled with cheese you've been eating a lot of cheese or are you just saying that your brain is like swiss cheese and then it's got a bunch (laughs) of holes in it and we just had some Parmesan, and Ooh. Dakota made this, like, really good zucchini squash oh thing, God, like, covered sounds... in panko and, like, garlic oh, and um, Parmesan. I want that. I know. Well, you'll have to get some after the show. I will. It's, it's so good. So, yeah, now my brain's filled with, like, the taste of cheesy garlic. I love it. Um, Okay. Now, I've been totally random for, like, five minutes. So, uh, Not too tough. Not too hard. Uh, what song did you bring this week? I brought the new pornographers and their song, Mass Romantic.
So yeah, I discovered the new pornographers through being a huge fan of Nico Case, who sings and plays on several of their records. Uh, I saw that some Nico Case would, was featured like back in the early days of the podcast before I came around, so I have to bring some of her solo work soon to kind of remind everyone just how amazing she is. Uh, for now, though, we can talk about her performance on this super catchy, upbeat jam. Uh, her vocals are really tight and driving through the verses, keeping things chugging, but holding back just a little bit so that the choruses can really burst out into full triumph with her incredible vocal leads and those gorgeous harmonies from her bandmates kind of blending in behind her. Uh, she really shows off her vocal range here as well, but without being all Christina Aguilera about it, you know, instead she uses just some really catchy melodies that climb high and then just soar back down and kind of take the listener along for the ride the whole way through. Just so damn catchy and classic sounding. I just can't wait to bring more Nico Case to the show. Here's the sad thing is like, I really should know more about the n- new pornographers because That's okay. of like uh, Nico Case mm-hmm. and... I thought she was like a permanent part of the band. Yeah, I, I don't. I, th- I think she's only like missing from a few records. But I guess you know, whenever she went and did her solo thing, she, they replaced I, her with someone else for a little while. How do you replace Nico Case? You cannot. I That's watched. Like, I so watched wrong. some videos uh, of them performing this song live with someone else on vocals, and the other girl was pretty good. But I mean, it just sounded Trace so Trace. lackluster. Trace. Nico's yeah, Nico Case's voice is just so unique, and like that slight sort of southern draw in her voice and just the way she rounds off notes sometimes just so characteristic and so great and it's kind of like open sounding yeah yeah so uh this one is super jaunty and exuberant and like well uh they they say bon bon appetit which um is really it's a really good youtube channel yes it is i was watching before i got here i did too i watched the gravlocks so uh even though um i'm pretty sure the song came out before youtube was a thing yeah uh, this one's kind of an old one yeah i i could have researched that but i'm just trying to you know not uh (laughs) (laughs) like with any uh anytime i run into a new pornographer's track it's always just like this really joyous like poppy thing and there's always these beautiful harmonies and i guess it's kind of i guess i'm going to call it an aged guitar sound Maybe sure. just the fuzz. Yeah, it's just kind of an old style fuzz. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like a distortion. It's just kind of kind of a little bit dirtier and grimier than a normal guitar would be. Yeah, and this is almost like waltzy. It's like a two-step maybe? Yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't kinda know. Kind of two-steppy. I, re- I really like it. And then, of course, they like change up, I guess, the rhythm of the lyrics. Yeah, for sure. I love that. It's really, really cool. And it, it adds this like really awesome texture without, I don't think, changing the time signature. Right. I don't know. That's correct. It's, oh, yes. I always feel super special when I do that. <laughs> okay. So uh, this week, I brought the Seasons, uh, their song Tangerine. It's so good to put away for a while. Um, 
for calling out uh, tambourines, there's like no tambourines in this song. Yeah, I think there might be some in the very, very end of the song, yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, um, I caught this song in the wild while looking for songs about hot dogs for like the food episode. Right. Uh, the song is not about a hot dog, um, but it's from the album Midnight. Let's get a hot dog. So. That sounds like a text that you would receive that like someone would receive from Amy. Like it's midnight. Let's get a hot dog. Yeah. Or it's actually what my brain is thinking right around midnight. And I'm having to stay up for a few more <laughs> right. hours getting used to like my nighttime schedule. So it's got these kind of grimy guitars and like there's some spaceship sounds going on. That kind of two step thing going mm-hmm. on here. Uh, there's like the the snappies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of 60s ish in a way, but like kind of modern and open and airy mm-hmm. and like sad boy as well a little bit yeah it's got some sad boy a little dejected yeah a little dejected sad boy yeah so this one definitely has the 60s kind of vibes like you said but uh i really love like the weird effects on the vocals give it a little tinge of like psychedelia and kind of pushes the song a little bit into that freak folk category uh, which is super cool wait freak folk yeah so bands <laughs> like uh animal collective is sometimes considered like some of the early stuff is kind of freak folk where it's just psychedelic folk with lots of weird noises and spaceship sounds you're, and you're making this up i'm here. not making okay. it up okay some All people right. call it psych folk freak folk whatever you like <laughs> and so it starts out really lilting and happy but those weird vocal stacks kind of give it a slight bit of uneasiness uh, and as the song goes on things get a bit more comfortable and familiar and things really set off with the fuzzed out guitars that come in like just in time to give the song that final blast into space. I think our sample didn't quite get to those yeah, guitars, but if you go and listen to the full song, like it really kicks in and you get some fuzzy psychedelic guitars toward the end. And uh, their spaceship sounds like literally. Yeah. I, I feel like I didn't really capture the spaceship sounds yeah, going on, but there are. A lot I think of you'll hear them especially in in headphones. Yeah, it just sounds like UFOs kind of whirring across the sky. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really curious what the rest of their stuff sounds like. I imagine it's got some of that sort of weirdness to it, I hope. Uh, I think that I went through a couple of them because I named a few songs after food. Mm-hmm. And this one's Tangerine, mm-hmm. which, you know, they rhymed tambourine with. So, and, uh, you know, it's romantic, but sad. Boy. Right, yeah. Sad boy. But, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I go through my list, which you called me out for trying to play another song. <laughs> yeah, you had another one that we featured on an episode a little while back. Yeah, and I was trying to shove that one in. And it's a very good song. Yeah, I, I really like it. I do listen to it a lot. So, uh, super excited to see all the songs that we got from our listeners. Yeah, we and, had a good selection this week. Yeah, and we got to see some folks that don't really comment a lot. So, I'm really, really excited. Uh, Rico brings us Catherine Feeney's Mr. Blue. Well, that's the way it goes some days. A fever comes at you without warning. And I can see it in your face. You've been waiting to break since you woke up this morning. Mr. Blue, don't hold your head so low that you can't see the sky.
such a like a clear and pure voice and the instruments just like roll in so calmly and then just like build up and build up and build up and the horns just they just like get all casual they're just like hey i'm just gonna meet you like I don't know, auto harp or whatever, mm-hmm. and just say hi. And it's just like a beautifully perfect, simple, relaxed song. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah, so Rico was kind of on a hiatus from submitting there for a while, I think, but I'm glad he's popped back in a few times recently because he almost always brings those big hitters. Uh, Catherine Feeney is new to me, but I really love her sound. Her voice has this very modern sound to it. It's very warm and sultry, but her vocal melodies have sort of a classic vibe to them. This one kind of reminds me of like some Graham Nash style melodies, kind of remind me of Our House, like the old Crosby, Stills, Nash song. <laughs> uh, and the way she bends her normal singing voice into those high falsetto notes reminds me a lot of Joni Mitchell as well. Uh, the orchestration and arrangement of this tune is just brilliant. Like starts out with like the simplistic piano chords and a mandolin. And uh, upon listening now, I realize there's also a really quiet accordion in there too. Oh, okay. And like normally accordions are very abrasive sounding. They're, they're but it's very smooth in this. They kind of like slide in to your DMs. With yeah, a, just a little bit. One of one of those pictures. They, yeah, just slide in <laughs> on a gondola, sort of. I don't know that. I, I think of yeah. an Italian gondola when I think of an accordion. Yeah, it's and mandolins. Su- you know, this is a subtle one. Yeah. yeah. And then you know those horns just kind of bloom in to let you know that there's more coming, and that gives way to the full band that fills up the sonic space. But it doesn't really bloom into something more aggressive or anthemic. It just maintains a really tasteful, chill vibe even through the crescendo of the song. Just a gorgeous song. I definitely plan to to check out some Catherine Feeney. Yeah, and I, it is like a chill song for having like that big swell. Yeah, it's got the huge crescendo with the horns and the full band, but nothing just takes up a whole bunch of attention. It just stays really low key, which I like. It's like a slow gradient upward. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And it's kind of tough to achieve that in a production. To like, Especially not, with horns. Yeah, and you want to make it powerful, but you don't want to like blow it all out of the water you know you just want to give it some emphasis give it's it a little like zhuzh a little zhuzh you know you a little bu- bu- bu. yeah a little <laughs> a little zhuzh a little bu- bu- bu. yeah all right <laughs> i love that bradley oni's part oh of yeah for sure he, he's entered my vernacular <laughs> makes me so happy um lauren is bringing pale lips you're a doll she's a Says, been listening to a lot of up-tempo bubblegumish girl punk pans. She had me a bubblegum, and dang, does it deliver! Also, <laughs> is this like some sort of um, synthesizer or something that yeah. makes that? I don't know. What is it? Is it yeah, a guitar? It's, it's it's definitely just like a little glidey synthesizer in there. Okay, 
it, it makes me want to dance on the hood of like a Bel Air. I can see that. Yeah. It's like, it, I, I almost don't get the punk part of it. I just get like the like girl band part of it. Sure. I, I was listening to this song when I decided I need to wear my roller skates. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> recording in roller skates right now. Yes. I you can't to... hear that, but <laughs> no, it's, it's like... adding some fun to the recording, I think. It's it's really my motivation today. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, it's just like. There's a classic structure going on, and it's just fun and snarky, and it's got those like scents in there, and there's like hand claps. I love some hand claps. Me too. Yep. So yeah, bubblegumish pearl girl punk is one of my favorite types of music to listen to. Pale Lips does it really well. Uh, they aren't really treading any new territory necessarily, but when you find your sound and execute it well, you don't necessarily have to be pushing the envelope. You know, their music is meant to be fun and make you sing along and boogie down, and they accomplish that easily with no need for like the extravagance or experimentation. You know, they keep things really straightforward musically, but that they throw in those like glidey, lasery synthesizers to keep things interesting and like help give the song some extra energy and pizzazz in just the right places. Uh, you know, another great proof that you don't have to be groundbreaking to have a great band. You just got to move people, either move them emotionally or just make them want to move their butts. And if you can do that, you're golden. Or emotionally move their butts. Right. That's yeah. also, that's the third option. <laughs> okay. I think this one did both. Yeah. I, I, it's so good. I just, it's enjoyable. Like, I, that, I feel like bubblegumish girl bands just always bring it i i don't know i'm biased just fun and lots of attitude yeah and, and like snarky and the part yeah. <laughs> she's a hoe yeah i like that <laughs> i like that um so aaron king is coming in with buffalo killers the path before me This is what I think Jimi Hendrix sounds like, although probably not at all similar because I'm not good at like 70s, 60s music. There's definitely a part in there that's pulled straight out of a Jimi Hendrix song, just so you know, so you're not too far off. Oh, sweet. So it's like jammy and almost impossible to place decade-wise now that Greta Von Fleet exists, so this could have been made last year. Right. I don't know. Uh, it There's a lot of noodling, and so... I, I really can't tell when this was made. Yeah, I think this was a mid-2000s band, if I recall. Okay, so I'm not, like, too far off on yeah, it Yeah, I think they're, like, impossible. 2004, 2005-ish. Okay, how is that actually, like, 20 years ago? Right, I know. I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. It hurts. Yeah, so I've heard the band name a bunch, but never really took the time to listen to Buffalo Killers until now, but I'm super into it. Uh, Aaron shared this whole album, which is their self-titled record. And while it's pretty straightforward, like bluesy rock record on the whole, there's a lot of eclecticism here. It almost sounds like if Neil Young joined the Black Crows, but with a little bit of Hendrix and Zeppelin-style classic rock sound kind of tossed in there as well. 
It's got a really strong sense of like familiarity and foundation, but still mixing things up enough to stay interesting. Definitely plan to dig into their other records, see what's up. Okay, so they're kind of like Greta Von Fleet, but they don't sound exactly like Led Yeah, Zeppelin. just way better and more <laughs> original. And they, they're just drawing from a lot of influences as opposed to Greta Van Fleet, who just draws from Led Zeppelin and just exactly... Like, yeah, makes that sound. Yeah. Do they, like, dress the same? They definitely have a retro kind of a style to it. Lots of fringe jackets and... <laughs> fringe? Yeah. Oh, okay. I That's all right. You do y'all's thing. Yeah, whatever makes you happy, but... Yeah. I'd never heard of them before. I'm good on that. But I, I feel like they did, they did nail not sounding like a particular era, because I couldn't put myself... Like, I couldn't put my finger on it at all. Um, Mary Beth brings a Apes of the State internet song but your mom when she was passed out on the floor at a party and that's why it all let you outside oh gather around kids i'll tell you awesome stories of what it was like before facebook ruined everything we went to concerts watch the performers not staring at a live stream on our cell phone screens it did nice things for each other without posting about it on our status got fights and beat the crap out of each other A bluegrass internet memes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that a theme? Mm, no. I, I think the cool kids call this folk punk. Okay. Well, either way, I'm here for it. And uh, the oh, gather around kids to talk about before Snapchat. Yeah. Um, this is us, but we're boomers. Right. And it, it's adorable, but also old man yells at clouds with AOL sounds. Uh, it's a gym. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm sorry, Instagram totally fixed taking pictures for us people who are terrible at taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, exactly. Because some people, like me, were taking pictures all wrong, and then I got them back from Walgreens, and they always looked just green and terrible, because I forgot about the film for like two weeks inside the summer car. Whoops-a-doodle. Yeah, you can't do that. So Instagram has fixed <laughs> one thing, me. It me. Yeah, I got no problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't really decide how serious this song is because, sure, in a lot of ways, the internet has made certain things kind of shitty. Uh, but the internet, when used responsibly, brings us together in ways that just weren't possible before. Uh, they talk about how before Facebook, people left their houses to see shows and people did nice things without posting about them on the internet. But at the same time, the internet allows people so much more access to music and to, and to information. And there's plenty of bands that I discovered through Facebook or like other social media and then I went to their shows and bought their merch and used Facebook to spread the word about the band. I'm sure there's a lot of people that like make their kindness and generosity a public display, but I've also seen my friends donating to charities and causes that otherwise I might not have known about or considered. And seeing one person donating to a charity or like helping someone almost always inspires someone else to act chari- charitably as well. And, uh, you know, this song r- rails against Instagram and like the selfie cult- culture as well. But I know a lot of folks, myself included, who struggle with like low self-esteem, 
and sharing selfies kind of helps us gain some confidence and also just love seeing my friends faces and knowing what they're up to and I'm also just really appreciative of having that like convenient time capsule for photos and being able to look back on how the years have passed and you know just with any kind of technology there's always some sort of downside but we just have to learn to use things responsibly and thoughtfully yeah and also just I, I the joy of like social media for me is the dumb things I think about mm-hmm. and post and I like seeing them the next <laughs> year like there's one that continually comes up and it's something I posted about owls a decade ago and yeah. it still makes me laugh and yeah. I have no idea what I was thinking yeah even like the silly captions and silly posts and stuff like whenever you I look back at a lot of the stuff I said in like 2011 and just cringe <laughs> and just immediately delete it but like it shows me the growth that I've made and like that I've actually grown as a person, you know, through my 20s and into my 30s. Like, I'm a different person now, so. Yeah, and like, I believe in 2010, so 10 years ago, mm-hmm. today, I attempted to make a Zacher Torta for the very first time. What is and that? I know what a is, Torta is. It's but... a chocolate cake. Oh, oh. It's a Viennese chocolate cake. And to realize, like, I have friends who can make it so much better than <laughs> I can, but also... I have since cut it down from being a six-hour process to a four-hour process. There you go. So I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Also, I've, I've learned how to bake a lot better and then seeing other people's baking and all. I really like making stuff, so I like seeing what other people make as well because you can find out so much. And then, of course, like, yeah, I just... Social media can be good and the internet can be good, and I'm so glad that it's no longer dial-up because that was terrible. Yeah, that's how Agreed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I got on a rampage there. Um, Debbie brings uh, on attendant Anna's somewhere and somehow. Album by French band and Goner Fest alum and attendant, attendant and whatever, especially <laughs> the third track somewhere and somehow they have a unique sound and instrumentation, occasional horns and propulsive rhythms that I really enjoy. Um, this is this is uh, you know how like production. Mm-hmm. So this is like such a cool mix because somehow the guitars and vocals live in different planes but work super well together because you have like these light and airy like. I guess just straight up ethereal vocals mm-hmm. and harmonies. And then you have these like uh, kind of punky guitars, fuzzy. Yeah, there's some fuzz guitars there's, in yeah. there. And it's just, I like that dichotomy going on and I have no idea what's going on in a song. And also, thanks for singing in English, French folk. Because <laughs> I would have had no idea what this is about. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I love the mix of sounds in this one. The the vocals and the guitars are really delicate. And the drums are really crisp and driving without being intrusive to the rest of the mix. 
Uh, in contrast to like the delicate guitars, there's some gritty synths that kind of color the background noise and help to really drive things to the max as the song goes on. Wait, so did I think like the guitars were fuzzy and abrasive? Uh, there's also like a little fuzzy guitar in there as well, but there are it's mostly delicate guitars, okay. and then you hear uh, the bass guitar, like that bass tone is just like really punchy and grimy. Ah. And that puts a little bit of dirt and some dark clouds back into the atmosphere of like an otherwise kind of poppy and happy jam. Uh, this one's definitely a winner. Definitely going to be looking more into this band. You know, I I shit talk a lot of the goner <laughs> bands and stuff. And I think Debbie said something about that not too long ago. But this is definitely anything Debbie has always brought has always been the kind of stuff that I love. And this band, you know, definitely. There's uh, some band that's burned you on goner. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say who it is. But yeah, most of the bands that are like Memphis bands and they're on goner records. Was it Hawthorne Heights? Did they burn you? No, that's a different thing entirely. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is definitely the sort of thing that if I go to Goner Fest, I'm going to see this kind of band as opposed to here's a bunch of white dudes playing boring guitar rock. <laughs> there's been, and there's, you know, I'd say it's usually about 50, 50 at Goner Fest. There's like something like good original and... bands like this. And then Sad boy with insert, guitars. Ins- insert name of band that I'm not going to say, but <laughs> generic garage rock with zero soul and zero originality and they they definitely kicked dirt into your hot dog yeah certainly so yeah so it's okay mitchell stay strong no this stuff's good though yeah it's really really good uh jeremy's gonna round out our ear buddies today with dan penn's trash man all this garbage i've been passing on Like a picture I threw away I guess you picked it up today Trash man Hauling my memories away Poor old trash man Don't read the letters she returned There's a couple I forgot to is tough enough, I know. I want to go to like 1970s Las Vegas lounges all of a sudden, and I don't particularly know why. <laughs> um, this is, it's a great song, but it's like so sad. Like, definitely... I think he's got some baggage. Yeah, this is definitely the sort of like uh, drowning your sorrows in alcohol in a smoke-filled bar kind of. And then sobbing as the trash man takes your garbage away because you definitely forgot to burn some letters. Mm. And I don't think the trash man wants to read those letters, but being concerned (laughs) that the trash man's going to read those letters. it's So I think that they used to do Sad Boy a lot better. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is like the saddest boy. Yeah, this is probably among the saddest of all boys. <laughs> no, poor uh, thing. Like, yeah. he's sobbing, watching outside the window <laughs> as, like, the trash man's like, he's just saying in his inner voice, he's like, don't worry about me, trash man, just got, take I'm it good. away. Yeah. You're taking away all my memories? <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I can definitely see how Lauren and Jeremy have been jamming this one a ton lately. It's got that very low-key chill but kind of reminiscent feel to it. And you can, you know, feel that tinge of sadness. Tinge? Yeah. Tinge? There's a tinge of sadness, no, just a smidge. There's a lot of sadness. There's quite a bit of sadness. <laughs> uh, but there's also like a sense of acceptance and resolve to sort of like see the sadness through and like make it to the other side. Uh, I looked up Dan Penn and I saw that he co-wrote on tons of great 60s soul tracks. Uh, my favorite is a song called I'm Your Puppet <laughs> by James and Bobby Purify. Uh, it's just w- been one of my favorite oldies soul jams since I was a kid. And knowing that Dan Penn co-wrote it just makes me appreciate this song even more because it shares that similar sense of being like really tuneful and emotional. But musically, it's very understated and reserved, which I think sort of helps reflect that feeling of like holding it all in and pushing the feelings down a little bit. Uh, definitely creates a very unique mood to the song. And now that I know who this dude is, I'm definitely going to do my homework, check out the rest of his catalog. It sounds like he's one of those like songwriters that showed up. Like uh, Dolly Parton wrote a bunch of songs mm-hmm. for other people too, and you don't even think about that because right. some of her best songs got recorded by other people. Um, I'm sorry, not to say that Dolly Parton's recordings are not like some of the best things. No, on. her versions are all insane, yeah. but like most of the like uh, you know Islands in the Stream. Yeah, uh, she had the duet with. I can't remember who she it's not Kenny Rogers, but it's somebody. No. But anyway, like <laughs> that later on got redone and, and got even bigger. And, yeah. you know. and I mean, she's even written stuff for Kesha, too. Yeah. So that's which is bonkers. I just somehow Nashville is an interesting place. It's true. Very, very interesting place. Uh, if you want to go ahead and tweet at us about your grab bag selections and whatever your thoughts are about sad boy songs, you can tweet at us. I'm at pow. I gotcha. And I'm at Madam Willite. The show is at and pod. And it's like a nice little haven of Twitter. That's not screaming about stuff right now. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, earbuds and earworms podcast group. That's where the, the sausage gets made. Yeah, we got a couple. I, I pulled in a couple new folks this week. And so I kind of want to make sure we highlight, like, if you listen to the show, but if you're not part of the Facebook group, mm-hmm. just search Earbuds and Earworms podcast yep. and join the group. And then you can submit songs for the show and be featured on the show. Yeah. And welcome to all the new folks that I pulled in. Thanks. Thank you, guys. I don't... I hope are you are you paying them in cheese? I'm not going to pay them in cheese. They get nothing except for the joy of getting their name on, on the air and, and me talking voices. about their great songs. Yeah, ah, that's a treat in itself. Yes, uh, the voicemail line is seven three one four zero zero B U D S or seven three one four zero zero two eight three seven. You can email the show andypod at gmail dot com, which I believe uh, Kayla pointed out. Our car's extended warranty is about to <laughs> go out. I'm glad we haven't gotten any. It seems like we haven't gotten any of those in a while. Not not for a little bit, but maybe it's because they called out. Now they're calling my actual cell phone constantly. Yeah, me too. It's great. Uh, endpod.com is our website, and eventually I'll figure out how to make it like fancy and stuff because like we do have like a lot of like creative freedom with that. I just mm-hmm. don't know how to do internets. That's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yep. And, but, yeah, what's our final song? All right, I'm going to leave us with Milo and uh, his song, Everything That Should Go. Uh, I discovered the song on Spotify earlier this week, and I just can't get enough of it. It's a relatively simple song, and it kind of repeats through just a few different parts, but just brings together sort of like indie and emo aesthetic and blends it with like hip-hop and R&B and even a tinge of like the lo-fi chill beats kind of thing with like hip-hop drums and really jazzy R&B chords on a piano. 
and it has has this like major to minor chord fall that's just one of my favorite tricks in the book when it comes to writing songs uh the chord changes just have this very nostalgic yearning sound to them and the melodies just get stuck in your head and all the while the drums just keep things upbeat and optimistic but still maintaining a sense of being like forlorn and incomplete so yeah hopefully you guys will dig this as much as i have been so enjoy milo with everything that should go Bobby's got a way to lock himself away Man's got too much pride to let you look inside Milo's gotta stand, oh please please go to plan Backpack feeling heavy, my heart kinda heavy God said got me worried, time flies in a hurry I am the doctor today, I fix it all when you pray I put it all in my hand, I wanna be more of a man So I put it all in my hand, I put it all in my hand Maybe if I can get by sundown Then all the feelings will run down With everything that should go, should go Maybe if I can get this by sundown Then all the feelings will run down With everything that should go, should go So I've been dreaming, getting closer to the ceiling I've been lucky, you ain't seen it And when I'm out of breath, I'm taking shelter in your heart We've had this feeling from the start, we'll have this feeling when we Bobby's got a way to lock himself away Band's got too much pride to let you look inside Milo's gotta stand, oh please please go to plan Backpack feeling heavy, my heart kinda heavy Maybe if I can get The feelings will run down with everything that should go, should go. Maybe if I can get this by sundown, then all the feelings will run down with everything that should go, should go. I'm going to start us off with the new pornographers and their song Mass Romantic. Oh, Something's not plugged in. Yeah, you, there Let's we go. Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> 